Oh, hi. We're starting a new season of Drag Race, ladies. Are you excited? Yes, yeah, so excited. Fresh like a freshly caught salmon. Yes, the Great White <laughs> North, finally. You know, before we start the season, I just wanted to say you both are fun co-hosts. You're a fun co-host. No, you're a fun co-host. You're a fun co-host. Okay, you both are fun co-hosts, though. But actually, <laughs> you guys are both really good co-hosts. Oh, I'll take that compliment. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello, and thanks for coming, Canada. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello. It's Jamal. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We're back, back, back again to talk to you all about everything that's happening on Canada's Drag Race. (laughs) Yes, we're so excited about it, too. We love a fresh season, especially an international season. Yeah, Canada, it's always so fun. I love, like, the international versions of different reality shows, like Big Brother Canada. So (laughs) I'm very excited for RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. Definitely. I have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed watching the season premiere episode more than watching (laughs) All-Stars 5. My goodness. I know. Shade, but all shade. (laughs) We're just kind of having RuPaul's Drag Race fatigue, like I'm sure a lot of you are, listeners. So it's just very awesome to have like a fresh season, brand new faces, something to really, really, really get excited about. Yeah, I'm really excited actually for this season. I Going into it, I wasn't quite so sure just because the Meet the Queens video was just kind of like whatever to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this season, after watching the episode, I'm way more into it than what I thought I was going to be. Yeah, definitely same. Like, pretty much every queen is, like, really great in their own way and really entertaining in their own way. So I was pleasantly surprised because if you listen to our Meet the Queens, um, we were kind of, like, a little bit, like, in the middle on a few queens. Um, So now we've kind of got to know them a little bit more. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, this is going to be super fun. Yeah, getting to see the actual episode helps a lot because the Meet the Queens videos, even just watching clips online of the queens before the show begins, it can go either way, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, So before we get too far into it, um, we've already updated you guys on how we're doing. If you listen to Tuesday's episode, Uh, if you haven't yet, I would suggest listening to it. (laughs) Yes, please. And tell a friend about it as well. Yeah. And make sure you leave us a review. We love reviews. Thanks. So um, we have a couple of things to discuss today. I think we'll go ahead and start with a little bit of Drag Race tea. Mm. This tea involves season 11 winner, (laughs) Evie Oddly. Hi, Evie. (laughs) Trying to remember the different seasons here. Um, Yeah, season 11. (laughs) So um, earlier this last week, Evie tweeted, she said, congratulations to all my northern neighbors on at Canada's Drag Race for an amazing premiere last night, except for Brooklyn Heights. Just like being silly. Uh And then um, someone commented, it's irrelevant who, but they said, it's just a, a fan, 
saying, leave Brooklyn alone, Evie. Don't be nasty. And Evie says, nope, she was way too relatable and sweet and stunning for my approval. (laughs) (laughs) I love Evie so much. Me too. Uh, A different user says, sweet? Are we thinking of the same person? (gasps) Oh, Oh, you bitch. (laughs) And so Evie's response is, Maybe I'm just biased because our host never made eye contact unless she smelled an Emmy moment. Little shrugging (laughs) emoji. (laughs) Listen, everyone is coming for RuPaul's wig. I can't say I blame them. Um, I'm glad Evie is. This queen is no bullshit, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I guess with Ru being off like social media now. (laughs) You just be like, whatever, girl. It's not like RuPaul. We can say whatever we want. Yeah, I guess, but it's not like, (laughs) (laughs) say whatever you want. The girls have been, and it's not like RuPaul would respond anyway. I think it's um, maybe forcing the drag race kind of entity to take a second look at what they are doing, they being RuPaul. Right. I mean, um, yeah, I I feel like there's something's going on. I don't know what it is yet, but RuPaul and Michelle Visage both, like, deactivated their accounts. Wait, Michelle did too? Girl T. Yeah. Really? I yeah. didn't know that part. I, I guess that, I missed that. That happened today, I think. Yeah, Seth gave me that fresh tea because I went and checked. Her Instagram still active. Twitter, don't know her. She's not there anymore. What the <laughs> heck? I wonder what's happening. I mean, this. I studied PR in school. I mean, this is exactly why you have publicists. Do you? I mean, it's their right. It's their social media. It's just social media. But also social media is like the thing right now communication wise and connecting to your viewership and i don't know why you would just kind of go blackout i'm just like because there because there been like a rupaul's drag race coup like did somebody (laughs) enter the world of the wonder and like somehow like kick them off the show oh shit (laughs) what if this is the gag of the season and james is like behind all of this well there's like new rumors within the past couple days that either there's some sort of secret project going on. Okay. Or the other rumor is that Michelle and RuPaul are retiring. Oh. Retiring. I couldn't maybe Ru, but Michelle, why would Michelle retire? Now for Instagram, when there's usually like a big announcement or something coming on, the queens will archive all their photos, but I've never seen anyone just delete their whole ass Twitter accounts. And I just saw where <laughs> Michelle just had an interview the other day though, where she was like, yeah, Drag Race UK 2 is just, is still happening. We're just waiting for the COVID thing to be done. But like, she made it sound like, yeah, she's really pumped for like to film the next season and all that. Well, I, I'm not sure maybe i maybe she was planning on finishing C- the uk season 2 and then retiring yeah cuz that sh- theoretically that should have been done recording by now yeah yeah cuz they are yeah i mean that should have been done and it was going to probably air this fall D- yeah so i don't know i guess we'll have to pay attention of course you know follow our twitter at tfc pod we will of course keep you updated on everything all the tea that's going down with michelle and rue so uh well, and of course everything else <laughs> yes and if you catch any tea before we do please um add us on twitter like seth mentioned and we will definitely give you credit on the show yes yes i've been chatting with our one of our listeners slash friends holly and she's been like me and her have been going like you know, PI. 
I love Holly for this. She gets the scoop for TFC. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so then I guess there's just one other thing that I wanted to address. You know, Pride Month just ended. And I saw a few different memes during Pride Month that infuriated me personally. <laughs> Uh-oh, let us have it. So I saw a lot of memes, and they were saying, and they're posted by these um, white gays, cis, um, you know, fully ripped with abs. And it's a lot of like, oh, like this Pride Month, let's make sure everyone's included in the in the community, not just the gays with the abs. And I'm like, y'all do realize y'all are posting this about yourselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is just very tricky because listeners, like I've talked about in the past, at least from my perspective, you kind of have to put those filters on in a case-by-case kind of basis style because I fully agree with Seth. I'm like, okay, don't come at me, Mr. Sixpack, with the preaching moments and I don't see you with anybody else before this or outside of pride or black lives matter. And now we're saying all these, all these things. Is it the performative allyship? I don't know. It's like, um, when I look at all the white people on my feed posting about black lives matter, I don't want to completely discount that, but best believe I'm paying attention to see if you're just posting, seeing if you're just retweeting, or if you're actually, you know, doing your best to donate, communicate, and educate your circle. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, girl, like, if you're going to post this, then now Pride Month's over. We want to see some action. I need to see someone with a six-pack on my front door ready to show <laughs> that they are, you know, really trying to include the whole community. <laughs> I feel it, sis. Like, it's so easy, especially in the queer community, to become so clicky and you stick with what you know, sure. But are you pushing your boundaries? Are you getting out there and meeting new people? Are you learning about other queer people's experiences? So we need to see that work in the field. Exactly. Because usually the people that are like the ones actually like trying to include everybody in the community are the people that are not the cis white gays with abs. Yeah, I'm not going to shoot you down because you're genetically blessed or whatever, but we just want to see that there's a soul in there and that you're not doing this for likes and retweets because ew. Yeah. So we'll be watching you guys. So make sure you're walking the walk if you're going to post things like that. You've been officially put on notice. Yeah. Yes. And anyone with abs can find me in Portland. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on to the actual show, Canada's Drag Race. Let's get into it. Uh, honest hey, everyone. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming. We're going to discuss in our Honesty Spill of the Week, of course, the very first episode of Canada's Drag Race. Welcome, welcome to the North. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and just kind of start with the entrances, of course. The most iconic part, you hope, in every season. Who, like, stood out for you guys? Okay, so Tainomi Banks was not playing with y'all. She walked in there. She delivered a flawless little message, and I believed it. I was like, okay, I see a crown in this bitch's future. Y'all better watch out. You're going to have to work hard 
to get this one because, okay, it was a simple bodysuit, but she was serving face. The bodysuit was on purpose. She's showing off her curves. And that strut, I mean, geez, confidants, okay? Yeah, there. <clears throat> I really liked her a lot. So there were so many good ones, I feel yes. like, in this. That's <laughs> there like were. hard. So like my brain is just going, is an overload right now. Yeah. But um, one, I really liked Boa because <laughs> that was just hilarious <laughs> because it was like a take on the South Park episode with the UFO <laughs> and like the cow and everything. And I was just like, yeah. what in the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to cackle in the mic. I remember that South Park episode. Yeah. And then I also really like Scarlet Bobo's look a lot. Like I thought that was amazing. Her hair. It was just such a cool like rocker chick vibe that it, I was just like, this is so good. Rockstar chic. Um, Priyanka was amazing. She was just so fun. And I don't know. She just. Like, she has such good energy, and I just want to, like, be her best friend. <laughs> I love the question mark, too, because, okay, that's a reveal, okay? Like, it's different, yeah. it's out of the box, and this personality, it's, like, everything. I just need more. I want to drink it up. Yes. Yeah, so, right. Um, And then the other one off the top of my head, and then there are others. I'm just trying to, like not go on forever but <laughs> starzy was fabulous i love starzy this is like a really good intro moment for the majority of the queens um tainomi was my favorite but starzy stood out to me as well yes i i did like her and i liked the call me mother um, <laughs> yes. um but jimbo to me was just like what in the fuck <laughs> this sort of like acid trip mickey mouse yeah oh my gosh that is perfect acid trip mickey mouse also maybe nightmare before christmas mickey mouse <laughs> yeah Love yeah that. oh hi <laughs> now i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go in a circle yeah. <laughs> so funny <laughs> um yeah i agree with a lot of what you guys are saying um i think the most fierce entrance line is what Stony says from Starzy, if you don't know who I am, then you can call me mother. Because mm-hmm. it plays off RuPaul. Um, but also, it just, I love how fierce she is because she has won so many titles that, mm-hmm. like, cl- and has been doing drag for so long. You know, clearly she's like, you know, one of the higher, like, I don't know what you want to say, like one of the role models, I would hope for these younger queens. She's one of the more decorated queens. And with that being said, like Seth just mentioned, she won, she's won all these titles. She's current reigning Miss Black Continental. Is that correct? The title? I think so, yeah. And um, I don't get any of these stereotypical pageant queen vibes. It's not that we're looking for them, but... We know the scene when we know the scene, okay? And <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't catch any of that shade or um, nastiness that some of the pageant girls can carry. Um, and just another fun moment that I thought was <laughs> Juice Box, because <laughs> when Juice Box came out and then got her like uh, bracelet like stuck on her thing, she's like, I can't move. <laughs> yeah that was pretty iconic actually <laughs> that that was a moment i was just like bitch will you just rip it off and put some glue on it <laughs> i have to say though my favorite look entrance look was from lemon um you know she comes in and she's like pucker up motherfuckers like in this <laughs> extravagant fur coat this yellow fur coat it was like 
nor- enormous. It was like covered the whole stage. I'm about to lose my um, gay fairy fashion card, but this was very um, Belle, Belle of the Ball vibes with the yellow, of course. Yellow is my favorite color. But if you remember Rihanna's look at the Met Gala, I forget what year. I am so sorry. I forget the designer. I'll post it on our Instagram. But Rihanna came in with this crazy, too long, way too long. But it's Rihanna, so it's okay. Yellow, (laughs) train. Oh, my gosh. So I thought of that immediately when I saw Lemon and Pucker Up, motherfuckers. I'm in. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I love Lemon. Um, yeah, there's, there were a lot of great entrances. Um, some were, you know, just like kind of okay. Um, but yeah, so moving on, let's go ahead and meet our judges for Canada's Drag Race. And this season, we have Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, Stacey McKenzie, and the Queen of the North, Brooklyn Heights. What a good lineup. I'm actually pretty familiar with Stacey McKenzie. Great model. Um, iconic images. Um, JBC, Jeffrey, of course, we know him, and Queen Brooklyn, slay bitch. Yeah, like what a come up for Brooklyn. <laughs> for real. Yeah, Brooklyn was, I think she did a really great job as a host too. Yeah, I loved how she conducted herself as a host. She was connecting with all the queens. It's, I love to see this. Definitely. Um, I found out that Stacey McKenzie is originally from Jamaica and Kingston, where Rihanna's from. Oh, fun facts. Yeah, I did a little research on her because I wasn't as familiar with her because I don't watch Canada's Next Top Model. (laughs) Well, see, I actually saw her on America's Next Top Model because Tyra brought her in as like, you know, a guest judge and um, one of the challenges for the girls got to work with her. So I had no idea she was from the same place. Ooh. Correction, Rihanna is actually from Barbados. There we go, threatening our gay cards again. Yes, fun facts here at TFC Girl. Yes, education. <laughs> yes, so all, all these judges are super fun, very charismatic, so I'm really excited with who they have for us. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into our mini challenge. For this week's mini challenge, the girls have to climb to the top of the Rocky Mountains <laughs> and Pose with a checkered flag on the top. Oh, and by the way, there's a powerful fan to make it more interesting. Yes. <laughs> this is a Beyonce fan if I've ever seen one. Yeah, girl. It's like <laughs> <laughs> very reminiscent of, I think it was season two, um, the first episode on season two where they're posing in the with the Confederate soldiers. Yes, you're correct. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Like, whose look stood out to you, or uh, maybe whose performance stood out to you? <laughs> well, if I have Besides to... Besides the obvious. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to state the obvious. The best <laughs> one was fucking Jimbo. <laughs> yes. Like, what in the fuck? It was hilarious, though. <laughs> like, I was... All the judges were taken out. I was dying during it, and I even we rewatched the episode before this podcast, and I was still dying Again. from it. Like it just, I don't know. Like her walking up and just being like, "Oh, this isn't hard," I know. and like acting like everything's fine, and then the fan goes off, and she just is like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> It's like if the Wicked Witch were getting dumped um, water on her, and she just started melting. This was Jimbo in the wind. <laughs> Yes, Jimbo is like 
perfect to me. Oh my <laughs> I'm gosh. sure I'm sure Jimbo's not for everybody that's watching, but I just love Jimbo so much. I feel like Jimbo's going to be one of those queens that just like for me does nothing wrong. Yeah, I could totally see um, you know, Canada's drag race in this podcast turning into a Jimbo stan account. So, um apologies in advance. Um, Lemon served a fierce look. I love how she worked that garment with the wind. Very smart. And Priyanka's lashes were giving me life. (laughs) (laughs) Her her lashes almost let her fly away. Yeah, she was about to take off like she had a Red Bull or something. Yes, girl. Yeah, I think I agree. Also, um, Boa was pretty epic in, in this shoot. Boa did well with the UFO on her head. Maybe that's Ornacia's home. Maybe, or maybe um, that's what Tammy Brown uses to teleport me to Mars. <laughs> I like that story more. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, also one of my favorites, Rita Vega. It's just like that, that like yell is just so good. Yeah, I actually referenced Top Model when we were just on the couch. Stoney's probably looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Um because Tyra Banks is always like, make the sound because it will come through in the image. So I was fully expecting Rita Vega to win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. I, I thought, like, honestly, I thought that um, Jimbo would win. But, yeah. you know, I guess the picture wasn't quite the same as the performance. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it came down to the picture because, I don't know, I was kind of like, why did Kine win? But whatever. <laughs> I guess the picture was good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the picture now. I guess it's good. The placement of the flag. She's very smiley. Uh, the spotlight's hitting right. So I don't know. You know, with these picture challenges, it's sort of like a story uh, utensil to like push whatever they want to do. Right. It's yeah. kind of not a big deal. It's just like, okay, let's, it's just to pick the boxes anyway. So mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all right. So, well, of course, yeah, like we said, Kine wins the first mini challenge. Congratulations, girl. Um, so for the maxi challenge, the girls have to design a high fashion look for the runway using themed boxes that scream, oh, Canada. I love these challenges because um, we, one, we love to see the creativity. And two, they've got set materials that they have to work with. So we get to see who can sew, who's really good with glue. (laughs) Yeah, this is, I like this challenge because, yeah, it's like a preset box for every single person. And also with Kine having to like assign them, like it's kind of funny how that like plays out Mm and the drama that ensues from it. Definitely. Yeah, there was a lot of drama that stems from it, sort of, because Kine says, oh, well, I hear whisperings of like what they wanted. And then I just give them something else. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to Kine later. But um, villain much? I think so. And you know what you're doing, Queen. So don't play it or and don't try it. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, yeah, the boxes were interesting. Of course, you know, as Americans, not all of the boxes like made sense to me i don't know i i know the um the anne of green gables one that rang a bell for me also uh the quebec foie one does as well because um avi uh, quebec's very cold and foie means cold in french and in quebec they have like their own dialect of french called quebec quoi okay i would not know that i connected with the yukon box because the gold rush and alaska 
so that's the only one I really knew. <laughs> yeah, I just was more looking at like the colors and then like <laughs> that was it. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I've been to Canada. Oh, I've been to Canada once, and it was to Quebec. So that's sort of like my uh, knowledge bank. <laughs> so if there's any Quebec like um, references, like I gotcha. <laughs> There we go. And we'll have to like reach out to our Canadian correspondent for more details as well. Yeah, we have quite a big Canada listenership. So I hope that they all enjoy these podcasts about their country. Yeah. And please drag us where appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. But like, tell us what's going on. Yes. All right. So we're back in the workroom. Everyone's busy working. Status update. Lemon is looking for her lip gloss. (laughs) (laughs) I just want my lip gloss. (laughs) Oh, it's my. very important. It is very important. I have five chapsticks right now, and I only have five because I haven't left the house. I usually lose my lip gloss. So I, I feel the struggle, Lemon. I've got you, girl. Yeah, it was, it was funny to me. It was like the pheromone of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sort of reminded me. I think it was Morgan who was like, where did my pen go? Someone took my pen. Yes. <laughs> pen gates. Yes. um so then boa talks about being sober um because she had partied too much and used um too much substances in her past uh juice box also has a similar story and so those two were kind of talking about people actually stopped coming to their shows after they got sober which is such a weird concept for me yeah i think those people might be part of the toxic viewership um and um toxic fans of the drag community because you don't need weed you don't need alcohol you don't need necessarily the party drugs to have fun and these queens have overcome a very tough chapter you know in their lives and it's i think it's much harder to not drink and not do those things because it's so easy to obtain and consume so to hear that was just wild to me. Like, I don't want your tip anyway, bitch. Bye. <laughs> well, uh, to me, I would think that if they're sober, then they are like more aware during their performances. It can yes. do a better job. Yes. I don't know. Weird. But all right. Well, you know, we are about to talk about the runway. So you know what that means. It's time to take a break. BRB. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks, or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. Wanted to apologize that you guys had to wait so long. I just got stuck in a bag of cheese curds. They were so good. Ooh. Yeah. It's very keto, right? Yes, actually, they are. I love cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I love lamp. Girl. I love cheese, too. Look at my fucking Twitter handle. (laughs) Hot cheese, please. Yeah, me and cheese have a love-hate relationship. I'm going to have cheese on this podcast. (laughs) I'm going to take a bath in queso. Ooh, that has to be great for the skin. I've heard good things, so I'll let you know. (laughs) All right, you guys, let's go ahead and get back into it. It's time for the runway. Special guest judge this week is Elisha Cuthbert. 
Hi. Hi. I was excited to see her. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie The Girl Next Door as um, a recent high school graduate. And... <laughs> Uh, it just really hit home with me. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, it has like Emil Hirsch in it and I just think he's so cute. So he's adorable. And I feel like, well, I don't feel anything actually because I'm terrible at this game. I'm like, it's that one person from this one movie. I had no idea who she was. It took me a minute to remember who she was because I love that movie as well. It, It has been some time since the movie came out. So she looks a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh my God, that's cool. I didn't know she was Canadian. <laughs> I live for a high pony too. Yes, yeah. high pony. She was serving us like baby spice realness. <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the category on the runway this week is Canuck Couture. Um, so I guess we will kind of just discuss these girls' looks. Uh, what did you guys think? Who? Well, let's do it typical TFC fashion. Who do you think had the best looks? Um, well, for me, and so it was weird. The people that were in the top were the people that I didn't really think were the best looks, which is Ooh, like T. Yeah, like I would actually thought like Kiara's look was really good. I liked. Um, so Kiara's I liked because it kind of remind. I just like the scarecrow look. Remind me of something like Naomi Smalls would do. My fave. And also, um, Kiara looks like Evie Oddly to me, especially the way she had her hair. Oh, I can see that. I think I know it. look you're referencing. Yeah, so I was just like, I really liked hers. I really liked Priyanka's. I thought it was cool and campy with the crabs. I really liked Starzy's look. Starzy, yes. I live for a poofy, like, um, puff daddy. That was the pre-Diddy days, so <laughs> fuck y'all. Um, Puff Daddy and Mace bubble coat kind of moment. I just love that whole vibe. Live for a sickening red, and she served it, of course. Kiara was one of my favorites as well because of Queen Naomi. I think if you put both of them together, Naomi and Kiara, they just look like some scarecrow diva duo <laughs> that I would spend all of my money to go see, so I was just buying it. And who else? I got the fashion of Rita Vega's. I wasn't like super crazy about it. I liked the coat more than I did the entire look itself. Um, I guess for me, I would have to disagree with you about Rita Vega <laughs> because I thought she was really creative. Um, I will agree that her dress was a little bit simple, but I think that her attention to detail really made up for that with like the frostbite hands and the ears because Quebec is real cold, girl. Like, <laughs> it's no joke. <laughs> that's um, true. That's true. I mean, I didn't dislike her look. I guess I was more just like, there were others that I thought did just as good as her. So I was confused, like, why? It was just weird to me the way that it was like, okay, these queens are safe. And it's like, okay, well, I don't really see why they were safe, where I feel like they should have been in the top. I mean, I feel like there were a lot of good looks. Like, I, I really enjoyed Jimbo's. Yes. It's really hard to make Rainbow look fashionable. <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. Jimbo is one of my favorites as well for that exact reason. Rainbow colors, all those primaries together, um, Clash City. And somehow Jimbo pulled it off. There were a lot of strong looks for sure. Yeah. Tainomi Banks, too. That was a really good look. That was cute. If you give me like lumberjack vibes, I'm probably going to buy it. 
<laughs> yeah, she clearly has caught a lot of squirrels here. I mean, she had a whole like flock, you know, <laughs> squirrel sock puppets. <laughs> yeah, and of course Boa's um, green potato <laughs> booby look. <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with Brooklyn Heights on this. Kind of in the um, clips of the judges um, deliberating, I. Felt like I did not want to like this look, but then Boa comes on with her Boa-ness, and I was like, okay, bitch, you're really going to make me like this look, and I I bought it. Well, I guess that's where I was a little, like, don't get me wrong, I like Boa, and I thought she should have been, she should not have been in the bottom by any means, but I also, I feel like she should not have been in the top. Like, I, I felt like... Yeah, she a top came, safe maybe. Yeah, like she was like came out and she was like really fun and a lot of fun energy, but like for that look to make the top like that to me was a little far fetched. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like swap Boa out for somebody that was safe like Anastasia. Starzy, yeah, yeah. Starzy, yep. Yeah, I know. Um, to sort of like interrupt our conversation, Starzy was very vocal about thinking that she had won this challenge on Twitter and that she was robbed for her look. Uh-oh, are we getting the pageant diva via the Twitter feeds? I mean... How did it come across? Like, was it cute or was it, like, very It kind? was cute. No, it was not. It was not, like, me. To me, it didn't come off mean or anything like that. Okay. It was just, like, um, I was robbed. And a lot of people were commenting under saying that they agreed. Um... I do think that she should have been in the top. And for that, I will say she's robbed for not being in the top. But as far as winning the challenge, I don't know if I would say Starzy won. Yeah, I completely agree. She should have been at least recognized in the top somewhere. Not safe for sure. Right. Not Um, just safe. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, For me, Priyanka was real solid. Definitely, like, I don't think that would be a top for me, but, like, a top safe. It's a good first strong runway look. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting. I liked the outfit. Like, it was really put together well, and it was really interesting. I liked how she was, like, really spontaneous with, like, the crab leg. That was really cute. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, she had a lot of good moments. So I feel like now we're kind of getting towards the bottom, the ones we don't like so much. And let's just start talking about Juicebox. Oh, Juicebox. I mean, I saw what was in that Barney bag and it just had so much more potential. Um, Where did all those other materials go? Like, I get that Pop Princess is kind of like your brand, but okay, have you seen Lady Gaga? Have you seen Rihanna? Have you seen Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Like, push it, even if it's, like, a wild-ass, chunky accessory. It just felt very bland to me, and I was lost. Yeah, it was just a little basic. I mean, she basically just created, like, a mini skirt, like, broke up a CD (laughs) and pasted it on there. Like, it was not... I don't know. It just... It wasn't, like, anything special, and yeah... Loved her makeup, not the look. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of options for her. I saw all those videotapes in there, and it was very much throwing me back to Drag Race UK, where the Vivian made a whole outfit out of um, like the tape that would be inside the video. Talk about it. Yes. So there was like definitely that was a missed opportunity. I mean, her idea was good. I think that she should have just made more of a design with the broken pieces and made a more finished um, garment. Yeah, maybe a slightly longer skirt. More finished is the phrase. It was not finished at all. 
Definitely not. Um, another one sort of towards the bottom would be Lemon in her sort of kawaii uh, hockey player look. Yeah, I think the top was safe, but then the bottom, it all just kind of fell apart. Lemon, sorry, girl. Yeah, it just it wasn't very like cohesive. It was kind of all over the place. It so. was like if Sailor Moon were playing flag football and they didn't want to get their good skirt dirty, so they took it off. Yeah, I also think that's like the danger in like these challenges too, where some of the queens will just start like pasting things on, <laughs> like, and they're like, Arts "Yeah, they're like, girl, I'm gonna put everything on here, like, hot glue <laughs> and a prayer, bitch, hot glue and a prayer." Yes. Um, another look that didn't really do much for me, I would say, was Alona. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. I think this would have been much better in a different color without the stringy things. I wasn't sure if she had a vision or explanation for what those were. So um, I love that Alona is serving all this body. I love to see it. I thought she looked sexy, but I was just distracted by the combination of it all. Yeah, I, I didn't really like it. And I do like her a lot. I liked her intro, actually, when she mm-hmm. walked in. She was, like, being the bitch on the phone. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, this just this look was, to me, didn't make a lot of sense. And, yeah, like, good thing she was safe because I feel like she could have <laughs> been, like, one of the ones on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we want to see more of her story, their story, excuse me, because... She's got the indigenous people's background. They're non-binary. There's just so much with Alona that we want to learn more about. So it's like looks like this. I don't want to be too picky and harsh, but girl, let's step it up so we can learn more about you and what you're bringing to the show. Right. And one thing that confused me about them was one of the things about Alona is that they do um, like a, you know, what's it called? The monochromatic looks. Yes. And to me, we got like, gray and orange so i'm not sure if she just was not able to make it monochromatic because of what was in the materials that were in the box mm-hmm. or or what the case was but i guess they were able to match it with the wig so yeah good point um i love those monochromatic looks too from what i've seen online she can definitely serve that so maybe we'll get something better next week yes and we have of course scarlet bobo you know uh cowgirl fantasy Ooh, Scarlet um, Girl, you're lucky we like you because you were you got real lucky this week with that. <laughs> yeah, I think this look was not her best. And I mean, she did admit she did not really know how to sew, so it makes sense. She just kind of like wrapped a rope around her and hoped for the best. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that in the instructions for the outfit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unwind rope A, place through B... fucking ikea instructions for this look yeah oh my gosh yeah i don't know to me that was like a lower safe look not so great um and then the last one that was i don't know controversial maybe not is um kine oh my god i'm sorry (laughs) listeners okay i i'm just not here for an ashy wig I, i i feel disrespected I feel offended. Queens, the least you can do with this hair, I'm not saying grease it up like you're a black girl like me, like, but put some kind of sparkle on it. Like, show us that the hair has some life. You could not walk in the garment. And I'm also really upset because I love a gold moment, and this was just completely missed. Um, I appreciate the confidence, but 
I mean, it was like Christmas on your legs. Everything else was like cheap wrapping paper. And I was just not buying that wig. I'm sorry, girl. Yeah, this was not a good look, kind. Like, you basically, I don't know, came out in like a gold jumpsuit with like a bunch of like Christmas ornaments on your legs that kept falling off and rolling all over the fucking runway. Like, to me, to think that you would actually, like, you actually had a good look when your look fell apart during the runway means you did not do a good job like that's <laughs> i mean that's it girl like you can't sit there and say you did this amazing job because your fucking outfit fell apart girl like no <laughs> those drag race prayers were not strong enough because the hot glue was not holding sis yeah fell apart before during after the runway <laughs> that was that washable elmer shit she must have used or something maybe a putty i don't know also, too, the top part fit not well. Like, when it was just kind of standing there, it looked fine. But when in movement, the outfit, like, did not sit right. Like, oh, it yeah. was very strange, like, around the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. when she walked, it did not look like it. Like, even the bell bottoms, it looked awkward as fuck. It, d- it did not work at all. It's because she knew she was not prepared for that runway confidence like aside like your garment was falling apart you had to walk like you were literally like you had a metal rod i don't know maybe even a telephone pole connected to the whole back half of your body because it was so stiff because you knew if you were to give us your strut like you probably wanted to by the time you went backstage all of those ornaments would have been on the stage so like these are the things we need to think about youtube yes Definitely. So that's the runway. We had lots of thoughts, clearly. (laughs) Um, So kind of jumping off from where we ended the runway, um, you know, the girls are, they're all getting their critiques and kind is being a little bit lippy and talking back to all of the judges and also side eyeing the queens when they were getting their good critiques. Yeah. I mean, listeners say what you want. This could be editing, but I'm, you know how I feel about that. You still said what you said. You're still doing what you're doing. And that's just not being a good sport. Like, you want to show good sportsmanship with your sisters on Drag Race. Like, let them have their moment. You'll get yours if you're lucky enough to stick around. And just learn. Like, you're not on Canada's Drag Race to fight with the judges. Like, they are the judges. They are there to serve you critiques. Eat it up or choke on it. It's up to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I know a lot of people online were saying, oh, well, people are being so hard on Kine because they're racist. No. And I've been seeing a lot of that. And that, and to me, I, I don't want to discredit because I'm sure there is some of that. But for us, the reasons that we um, do not like Kine are not for her race. <laughs> yeah. And let me read Kine's tweet because I definitely feel like it's a cop out. Yes, I said it. Um, one day we're going to talk about white queens get praised for being chaotic, overconfident and messy and making great TV, but it's different in quotes, great TV, but it's a different tune for Queens of color. Now I don't think this is a race thing at all. I think that Kine was putting that out there because of the feedback that the toxic fandom was giving us. I don't think this is about your race at all. Um, this is about you 
just being messy, not taking critiques. And you're absolutely right. Some of the white queens, if not all of them, do get away with more shit. And people of color, queens of color especially, are under more of a microscope. But looking at this as a viewer who knows nothing about Drag Race or the history, if I'm a brand new viewer, you just look like you're being a brat. And that's just how it came off. So you need to own that, sis. I think um, an example of someone that is getting a, the opposite end is would have been someone like Evie, who is a person of color and very chaotic and confident. And she won the show. Yes. So, I mean, I'm not saying like just because there's the one example that's like, oh, everything's great for the POC queens. Like, I'm just saying it, it it's not all it's not like all the queens. And I feel like it's not I don't know. I don't know if it's the right way to say it, but like relying on this sort of like statement as sort of like a cop out to not presenting yourself well. I mean, we can have that conversation about, you know, the white queens versus, you know, the the queens of color, but that still doesn't change what you brought out on the runway. Because we can talk yep. about that too, about how you're your outfit just fell apart. Like that's basically what it is. So like, are we falling apart? Like, do we just say, Oh, well you're a queen of color. So it doesn't matter now. Like that's, those are like two separate issues. This is an example of what I talk (laughs) about on my personal platform. If you follow me on social media, I do everything in my power to make sure that I get the, the um, gains in life that I get because of my own merits based on my own merits. I can also acknowledge my bad days and learn from that. It's completely human to want to go into defense mode, but just remember where you are. It's the first episode. Use what the judges are telling you, play up to it, and you might find yourself in the finale. I don't think this is a time to play the race card. Definitely not. Because also, too, one of the things that for me made me not enjoy Kine as much is her um, overconfidence is that I think, She's a newer queen. I feel like I remember from her Meet the Queens. She said she'd been doing drag for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so very new. And she's all like, oh, yeah, I won the mini challenge. I'm going to win everything. Like, I'm the best. I'm sickening. And it's great to have confidence. But you have queens like Tainomi Banks. You have queens like Rita Vega. You have queens like Starzy. Mm-hmm. These people have been doing, like, drag for, like, half of your life, queen. That's so. Right. <laughs> That's right. And they can put together a look. So if you want to beat them, your shit can't be falling apart. Right. And it's also good to like respect the queens that paved the way for you to be able to pull off your gold bell bottoms that fall apart. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So for me, that that was the big thing for me is like her not showing respect to the queens that have been doing this longer. Mm-hmm. Um if you're going to do that, you have to be really sickening and your outfit cannot fall apart. Yes. And let me also say, if you're a new listener, you can go and scan our entire catalog. I think this is going to be episode 150 or 151. We always look at these queens, their looks, the situations in a neutral way. We break down both sides. We've talked about race before Black Lives Matter and the true meaning of pride popped off in summer 2020. So we're looking at this through a lens like the judges would be looking at it. So we're not here to just bring anybody down. If you're serving me bullshit, I'm going to call it out. 
For sure. So I think we've given enough energy to Kine and we've gotten our message across. So um, let's go ahead and keep moving. Uh, the next thing that happened on the runway was Juicebox had an anxiety attack. And I, <gasps> in this moment, I just felt for her. I've only had about two of these in my life. They are not fun. Not at all. I couldn't imagine experiencing this in front of the judges <laughs> on the show. Yeah, that was yeah. that was terrible to watch. Like, I felt so bad for her. Like, I don't know. It just sucks because it was clearly like she saw it coming and there's just like nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this really helped me connect with Juicebox because, I mean, I've talked about before. Um, anxiety is something I definitely struggle with um, more and less at times. Um, lately, it's been kind of an issue. So I really felt with her. Um, I felt like a lot of her reactions are a lot of the ways that I react to. Um, like when she was saying like, oh, I'm so sorry about this. This is so embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. That's like, that's always like my fear, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe like I'm like doing this or whatever. Um, and I'm always like afraid of how people see me for having an anxiety attack. Yeah. There's definitely an awareness around it. If you know someone personally or you struggle with, um, anxiety and panic attacks, um, you don't really know unless you've kind of been in the situation one way or the other. So if you're listening to this juice box, we feel for you, girl. Yeah, big time. And I know, of course, you don't want to be the first one to leave either. Um, so, you know, we'll get there. But I just, yeah, we'll, I'll, we, we can get there when the end of the episode comes. But yeah, I just really felt for juice box. Um, she shouldn't feel stupid at all. I really was happy with how everyone around her handled the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Boa was being very supportive. Um, you know, the queens around her uh, production came and like brought her water and a, and a um, robe and things like that. It was just really great to see them taking care of her because that is like something that makes me feel better. Is <laughs> if someone's there to be like, "You're fine. Everything's okay. Like we got you. Do you need anything? Like what what's going on?" I think I would like a um, Rita Baga Rita Bega coat hug with the next time I'm feeling stressed and super anxious. A hundred percent. Yeah, that was just so sweet of the queen standing by her. And you can just you see the character of them as well. Even the judges, I felt like <clears throat> handled it really well. And they're like, no, it's fine. Like, don't be embarrassed. I thought that was just like really nice because who knows what u.s drag race would have died <laughs> yeah ruse like i'd say okay, tweet. But i have to film yeah i'd say tweet them but <laughs> but they're not on socials anymore <laughs> oh, mercy all right so back in untucked kind is being even more bratty and fighting with boa um they're sort of getting into it she's like oh my god even boa was in the top Blah, 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 blah. And that's another reason why I think Kine was being bratty because you can be confident, but once you start throwing other queens under the bus, like, no girl. Yeah, you don't have to do all of that. That's when it goes to messy um, real fast. Like, you can talk about yourself and maybe how you are frustrated with your critiques. Don't bring someone else down because the judges like them a little more this week. Like, that's not that's not what Drag Race is about. Um, this is exactly why the toxic fans react the way they do because they probably act exactly like this in every moment of their life, you know? Yeah. In this moment, I wanted somebody like Evie to be there to just be like, shut up, bitch. (laughs) Like stop talking. 
Well, you sort of did get that moment because Starzy sort of like invokes her yeah. um, past experience as Dragon says, listen, it doesn't mean anything without personality kind. Yes. Like she was just like, you know, in that mom voice that you're like, oh shit, you fucked up. Yeah. Mother has spoken and you had better listen. <laughs> For real. So I was like, you tell him, Starzy, girl. Get her get her into shape here. I mean, I'm sure Starzy's seen so much of this, being in the pageant circuit and being yeah. as um, experienced and active in the scene that she is. So she's not buying it either. Definitely not. So, you know, very, you know, very entertaining group of girls <laughs> this season. So I feel like maybe this probably is not the last we'll hear of it. Definitely not. I feel like we're going to get some more of this. We might get a pretend, oh, I understand. I'm so sorry moment. And then they're going to have another bad week and hopefully it doesn't (laughs) play out the same. Well, I mean, in the preview for next episode, I mean, they say kind like is, uh, you know, forgiving Brooklyn for trying to put her in her place. I yeah, I don't see a very um, bright light at the end of the Canada's Drag Race tunnel for this one. And keep in mind, we... I believe on the, like when we were doing the draft, we didn't think kind would do very well. And so far that's proving true. She's just pissed because she doesn't have her ring lights that float and follow her around to give her the perfect angles that people can see that her garments are falling apart. I don't know. Just step it up queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) So Rita Vega, she won the maxi challenge. So congratulations. Uh, to her. Snaps to Rita. And uh, that means the bottom two this week are Lemon and Juice Box. Uh, lemon. I hate to see it, but that outfit could have been a little better. <laughs> her wig line was not great, I will have to say. <laughs> her, her lace was flapping in the wind. <laughs> no! <laughs> I, I, did, I did clock that. <laughs> but um, so they... Uh, do a nice lip sync to Carly Rae Jepsen. I did not know that she was Canadian, but now I do. Mm-hmm. I did know that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I only knew that shit because Justin Bieber found her, and he's Canadian as well. Yeah, well, Justin Bieber found Madison Beers, and she's not Canadian. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That beer lady. Um, <laughs> Madison in Coors Light. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen, I, that song was a bop. It was really great. I felt like it really, you know, suited Juicebox really well. Yes. However, I think that, um, and, and a lot of people also, another controversy, people were saying that Juicebox ate up that lip sync and that Lemon should have gone home. See, yeah. I think... I don't know. I feel like Lemon did a better job. Um, I was definitely buying into Juicebox's sexy. Like, I was feeling it. She was definitely serving that energy. But I think that Lemon stepped it up just a bit more. You know, things like working the stage, the shablams. Not that that's always necessary, but when they work, they work. And Lemon knew what she was doing. I mean, she went to Alvin Ailey Dance School iconic school legendary school if you don't know do a google the bitch center can dance stage. <laughs> yeah very yeah. center stage very much i mean also too like her outfit definitely helped because it pulled focus for being like bright whereas juice box's look was more demure 
I don't think Juicebox did a bad job. Do not get me wrong. I think that Lemon just pulled it out a pinch, pinch more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Juicebox was great, though. Like, I don't know. I just really fell in love with Juicebox over the episode. Like, I'm, like, starting the campaign for Juicebox on season two. Like, we need to have her come back. Yeah, I mean, I was rooting for Kind to go home. Like, I thought, (laughs) I was like, that's lame. I thought Kind should have been on the bottom, too, instead of, like, Lemon. But, um, yeah. Kind's good TV, though, so I get why they kept her around. But... I don't know. We'll see what happens next week. <laughs> I loved Brooklyn's like moment with Kine though. She's like, listen, bitch, you need to learn from this. <laughs> yeah. She was like, there is a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And I think that is something that the Queens on Twitter need to pay attention to because no one's saying, Oh, like it's cause she's a, a queen of color. I think she's not on the right side of, of confidence. I think she's more on the arrogant side of it. And that's the same reason y'all don't like milk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's just be real yes, about queen. it. Talk about it. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> so girl. All right. I know, but I'm excited to see all the Canadian songs. Like how far into it till we get to hear Alanis Morissette. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my goodness. That's true. I'm ready. I can't. I'm ready. I cannot wait oh, for I, that. I have my um my little pill box of jagged little pills ready. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So to wrap up, lemon is safe, which means juice box is eliminated. Yes, and juice box <laughs> had the best ending or leaving moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Juicebox is a fierce queen. It's going to be such a bummer not to have them on the show anymore, but I am happy that Lemon stayed, partially because she's on my Fantasy League team. <laughs> Amen. I do want to see more of what Lemon can do. Lemon's so fun. I did hate to see Juicebox go because I spent like the episode connecting and warming up to juice box and then she was gone. So I really, really hope we get to see her in a future episode somewhere. A hundred percent. So yeah. So I think now we will be able to move into our fantasy draft, our fantasy league. Stoney, would you like to update us on what's going on? Yes. So Seth, all of your team members won everything. So (laughs) yes, the best fantasy team ever. (laughs) Um, so you're in the lead with 30 points. Woohoo. Jamal is in second with 10 points. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm in last place with zero points. Oh shit. <laughs> who lost their teammate this week? Oh, that is a good question. Who yeah. Who? Did? I forget I'm who's on my team. trying to remember who's on whose team. I think it's one of you two. Oh shit. It was me. <laughs> oh, <juice> no. <laughs> this is like all stars five all over again. Isn't that crazy? I didn't even, I forgot who was on my team. Do you want to maybe just say again to remind everyone listening since it's the first episode? Yeah. Oh my God. So on my team, (laughs) I I got really excited because on my team, I have Jimbo. I was like, oh my God. So I have, so I have Jimbo, Juicebox, Kiara, and Scarlet Bobo. Um, Jamal has Anastasia, Ilona, Ilona, Ilona. Kine and Priyanka. It's a pretty strong team. 
Yeah. yeah. And then Seth has Boa, Lemon, Rita Baga, and Tino- Tainomi Banks. Okay. Ooh. I feel like we all have at least like a couple strong players on our team. Yeah. This race could go any direction. <laughs> yeah. Cause but I like where we're at, though, right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a good group. I, I really like this season. I think it's um, it's going to be fun. There's a lot of interesting personalities, a lot of different types of style, like different styles of drag. So it should be, should be pretty good. And please, listeners, when you're viewing the show, use your constructive lenses, but remember to have fun. Like, it's Drag Race. Let's just have a good time together. Support the queens. They were all local queens at one point. So if you're attending any virtual shows, you know, continue to support your local queens. And that'll get you more excited about Drag Race and this podcast. Let's just have fun. Don't get too nasty with it. We don't like that. It gives you wrinkles. Right. Especially don't be nice to Kine. I know so far she's the one that everyone's targeting. Um, you know, we had words for her, but we're like coming from a constructive criticism way. Um, and, and I hope she turns it out. Like, I mean, I feel like we're going to get more attitude next season, but I feel like at some point we're going to get to know the real kind. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Don't send hate to any of the Queens. Yeah. Thank you. you idiots. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> Soundbite. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's no untucked to talk about this week either, or, or actually for the whole entire Canada's drag race season. So that'll make episodes a little bit more smooth for us. Yeah. Remember like drag race UK y'all um, untucked is kind of like built in. So um, that's where we would really have our untucked convo. So I'm sure there's going to be some episodes where we get more into the behind the scenes tea than others. Definitely. All right, you guys. Well, we will be uh, traveling back to America now. So until next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Sayonara. Hasta luego. He's giving me options. Oh, hi. (laughs) I'm leaving. Bye.